This call is being recorded. Good morning, family. This is Bubbly. Good morning. Good morning, this is Steve Vaughn. Yes, God is good all the time. Thank you for joining us. Hey, yeah. Good morning. It's Pretty Patrice. Happy Monday. Good morning, Pretty Patrice. Happy Monday to you, too. Good morning, it's Sunshine. Good morning, Sunshine. Happy Monday. 
Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Monday. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Monday to you, too. Good morning, Big Lee family. It's Rochelle. Good morning, Sister Rochelle. Good morning, it's Monica. Good morning, Monica. Welcome. Good morning, it's Barbara. Good morning, Barbara. Happy Monday. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Sister Susie. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, good morning. Happy Monday. It's Patricia from Arizona. I'm your career this morning. Anybody else join the line? I'd like to say good morning. Good morning, good morning. Happy Monday. It's Patricia from Arizona. I'm your greeter this morning. Can anybody else join the line? I'd like to say good morning. Good morning, Patricia. Hey, good morning. Hi, um, Big Three family. This is Mona. I love you guys. Good morning. Mona, how are you? I'm this, sister. How are you? Good. Hanging in there. Yeah. Good morning, good morning. Happy Monday. Patricia from Arizona. I'm your greeting this morning. Anybody else join the line? I'd like to say good morning. Good morning. It's Kenya. Good morning, Kenya. Happy Monday to you. Happy Monday. Victor family, well, I think it's time to get started. Before we move forward, I have asked everybody to please check your mute button to make sure that it's on. 
as the call is being recorded and we'd like to preserve the integrity of it. Thank you again. Hello and welcome to Declare Victory. I'm Letitia from Arizona and I am your hostess this morning. I want to thank each and every one of you for joining us here on Declare Victory because we're a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, start at 6 a.m. Pacific Time. Here to edify. I ask somebody to press their mute button, please. Thank you. We're a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday. Here to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Be sure to stay tuned in with us for the month of April because the theme is entitled Expectations. You don't want to miss the messages, teachings, lessons, and heart shares that will be brought to you from your wonderful and gifted declares. You will definitely be blessed. There are no announcements today. There are no prayer requests submitted on the app, nor any spoken ones. The order of the call today is a prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Yolandra. The declaration will be brought by Eric Smith. The prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Yolandra. Declaration will be brought by Eric Smith. Then we'll go right into closing comments, hosted by the declarer, Eric Smith. Today's scripture reading is coming from Philippians 1, verse 20. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now as always Christ will be exalted in my body whether or by death may the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing and doing of his holy word this time I still hear some feedback if you can please just take a look at your phone to make sure the standard mute button is pressed. Again, the call is being recorded and we don't want we would love to preserve the integrity of it and not have the feedback in the background. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior of the day, Yolandra. Hallelujah. Good morning. Thank you, Leticia. God, we just praise you this morning. God, hallelujah. Holy Spirit, we invite you in right now to saturate you. Saturate uh, the atmosphere with your presence. Oh, God, you are King of kings and Lord of lords. Lord God, no matter what uh, uh, goes on, Lord God, it is well with our souls, Lord God. We acknowledge you. 
We acknowledge you, Lord God, as Lord and Savior of our lives. We recognize that this is the season, Lord God, when you return, Lord God, when you rose, Lord God, with all power in your hands, God, we recognize, Lord God, that you are our one hope, Lord God, all of our hope and faith, Lord God, expectation, Lord God, resides with you, Jesus, you are king, Lord God, we are thankful for you, God, thank you, God, thank you for the sacrifice that you've made on our behalf, Lord God. Thank you for the blood that was shed, Lord God. Thank you for the cross that you hung from, Lord God. Thank you for all the pain and torment that you went through on our behalf, Lord God. And thank you for the stone that was rolled away, Lord God. And when they went to look for you, God, you were not there, but you are in our presence, Lord God. So I pray, Jesus, hallelujah, that that same presence Lord God, will saturate this call right now. And that same covering, Lord God, and that same protection, Jesus, hallelujah, hovers, Lord God, and moves around throughout the world right now. God, hallelujah. Lord God, we continue to wait and we continue to expect for this thing, for this cloud, Lord God, that looms over the world, Jesus, hallelujah, to dissipate, Lord God, by your power, by your strong might, Lord God, by your glory, God, hallelujah. Your word says in Romans 8 and 18 that we consider our present sufferings are nothing to be compared to the glory that will be revealed within us, God. So we wholly expect, Lord God, this thing to pass, God. We expect to see the miracle, Lord God. We expect to look back, Lord God, and see the lives that you've saved, Lord God, and the and the souls that you've saved, the ones that have come up running to you, God, as a uh, measure or consequence of this thing. God, we wholly expect you, Lord God, your will to be done, so that we can say, Lord God, it is well with our soul, God. Whatever you desire, Lord God, whatever your um, strategy is, God, we want it to be well with our soul. God, we ask that you would forgive us of our sins, Jesus. Hallelujah. God, we know that you know each and every one of us, each person on this call, Lord God, our names, every hair on our heads, our thoughts before we think it, our deeds before we do it. God, hallelujah. You are so awesome, Lord God. So magnificent, Lord God. I am so grateful, Lord God, that you've chosen to to come right now into this space, Lord God, and be with us, Lord God, to hear this prayer because your word also says whenever two or three are gathered, that you are there in the midst. So we thank you for taking the time, Lord God, for thinking enough of us, Lord God, to, for loving us enough, Lord God, to be here in this moment. God, we pray that your angels will encamp around each and every one of us, Lord God, and each and every one of, each and every person, Lord God, in this world, God, I pray that by some measure, Lord God, that this uh, uh, situation will turn someone around, Lord God, 
So they will say, what must I do to be saved? So they will recognize that, that man has no power, Lord God, but you hold all power in your hands, God. I pray that this situation, Lord God, will cause someone to sit, Lord God, and ponder your magnificence and your glory, God, that they will admit that they are not all self-contained, that they are not self-sufficient, Lord God, that no matter what man may come up with, God, you have the last word, Lord God. You have the last say, Lord God. Nothing moves or operates without your permissible will. God, we recognize you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And we expect, Lord God, that you will do what you will do, Lord God, and we expect, Lord God, for your provision and for your protection, Lord God, and we expect, Lord God, to see the end of this thing, Lord God, and we expect to praise you now, and we expect to praise you, Lord God, when it's all said and done, and we expect to praise your name as per usual on Easter Sunday, Lord God, because we know that the house of the Lord, Lord God, is not within the building, but it is the people. So we are the body of Christ, Lord God, and we will praise you in the morning, Lord God, and we will praise you in the evening, Lord God, and we will praise you in the noonday, God. Hallelujah. We will praise you in our secret place, Lord God. We will praise you in the fields, Lord God. Hallelujah. In the peaks and the valleys, Jesus. Hallelujah. We will praise your name. We will call upon you. Jesus, strong tower, strong and mighty. Oh, God, I bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. God, you are the God of gods, the King of kings, the Alpha and the Omega. You are the first and the last, Lord God. You are my soul salvation, God. So I bless your name, God. Hallelujah. And we expect, Lord God, for you to fill the temple and your train to fill the temple. And we thank you that the veil has been torn, Jesus, that we can come to you for ourselves, Lord God. Thank you, God, for cleaning us up, Lord God. Thank you, God, for blessing us, Lord God. Oh, God, I pray for every person who may be afflicted by any disease, by any weakened immune system, Lord God, by any respiratory measure, Lord God. Oh, God, I pray, Lord God, that your strength and your grace will be sufficient, Lord God, to carry us through, God. I bless your name. Oh, God, thank you for this day, Lord God. Oh, God, thank you for this day, Jesus, hallelujah, especially this day, this day that we haven't seen before, God. So blessed be thy name. Oh, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. So, God, as we take our phones off of mute, Lord God, and praise Glory, you in hallelujah. the morning, and praise you, you in Lord the evening, Jesus. and praise Glory, you in the hallelujah. noon day, God. Hallelujah. Oh, God, hallelujah. call out upon you in distress, Lord God. You Thank you, Jesus. Glory, 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 glory
glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, Jesus. Thank you, God. Magnificent Savior. King of kings. Lord of lords, God. Hallelujah. Oh, God, it is well with us, God. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. God, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord.
um, in this season of the coronavirus. Uh, I hope you're staying safe. I hope you're staying at home. All right. Uh, those of you um, who've got to go to work, I pray to you know pray for the covering of God's mercy and His blood. For the rest of us who are sheltered in place, I hope you give me a little bit of chance uh, to really to really speak. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited about this month. I'm excited about this uh, 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 this 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 uh, topic called expectancy. And I'm usually not like this. And it's been a while since I've I've had a chance to come and 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 do a declaration. And I'm gonna tell you, I usually don't like to do the topics of declarations. It seems like it's always hard. But as God began to speak to me, um, and he spoke to me last night, he just started downloading all of these things into my spirit. I have not, I think I slept for about 20 minutes last night. And so uh, um, I'm just happy. I'm excited to bring to me what God has given uh, uh, bring to you the God has given to me. So let's pray for a second. Heavenly Father, Lord, I ask, Lord, that uh, you would speak to me. Lord, that these words would come straight from the throne of heaven, Lord. Lord, speak through me. Speak to me. Lord, open our eyes, open our ears, and open our hearts to hear a revelation right now, Lord, as we talk about expectation, Lord. Speak to us for your servant are listening in Jesus name I pray amen God bless you listen I want to talk about expectancy but I want to talk about where your level of expectancy is what is your level of expectancy there is a song by a great gospel group called the Clark sisters uh and uh it's a song that says, I'm looking for miracles. One of the great songs. Uh, when I was in high school, it came out. And the lyrics go, I'm looking for a miracle. I expect the impossible. I see, I feel the intangible, and I see the invisible. Those are powerful words. When we're talking about expectancy, what is your level of expectancy? Do you expect the impossible? Do you serve a God who is above the impossible? See, because when you expect the impossible and you believe that, that, that God can't do the impossible, because Mark 10.27 says, for men things are impossible, for God things all things are impossible. So when you believe God can do the impossible, the impossible turns into I'm possible. Because I could do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I'm going to ask you again, what is your level of expectancy? The song goes on to say the sky is the limit to what I can have. What is your level of expectancy? Do you serve a God who is limitless? Because if you believe in a God that's infinite and limitless, that means the level of your expectancy is, 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 is the sky is the limit. And I would go so far as to say the sky is not the limit. 
Because then that that would limit your level of expectancy. Okay? The sky, where's your level of expectancy? Maybe it's the atmosphere. Maybe it's the ionosphere. Maybe it's the stratosphere. Maybe this is our solar system. Or maybe our, if we believe that we serve a God who is infinite, that all things, all realities, all things, all uh, situations are possible to him, that would mean that our level of expectation has the potential to go beyond our wildest dreams and beyond our farthest vision. What does the Bible say? Beyond anything that we can comprehend, see, think, or imagine? I'm going to ask you again, what is your level of expectancy? We're talking about expectancy in this week. Expect the impossible. You know, um, as I was uh, thinking about this declaration, I think, you know, um, I was thinking about my wife. I have a great wife. I have a fantastic wife. In fact, uh, I'm so far to go to say I have the best wife in the world. But then I might be a little biased. But my wife has great expectations. I'm hoping that each and every person on this line has great expectations. And my wife, you know, she's a songwriter. Uh, she sings. And she has these great expectations that um, that her songs are, are going to be powerful. Uh, uh, she has great expectations of, 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 of singing these songs, man, in, 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 in concert halls. And in places like that, she has these great expectations that these songs that she are writing can actually um, um, sow seeds in people's heart, get them to 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 really uh, not just only listen to the lyrics, but to be able to internalize God's word. Because a lot of her songs are are scripture songs that she's constantly writing. She's a prolific songwriter, and she has these great expectations. And I'm gonna tell you when we first got married. Um, I was my level of expectation was not that high. Um, I had been through some things, you know. Um, um, back when I was a child, you know, I, I, I was this uh, uh, I was this prodigy. Um, you know, I loved the word. I was always in in, in front of uh, of the church, you know, speaking and all of this, you know. But sometimes life happens, you know. Uh, um, I had a pregnancy when I was a teenager, you know, I kind of lost my way and in my finding my way back, um, I had lost my confidence. I, I really didn't really expect too much of myself and I'm, you know, and I'm just being transparent. We're going to be talking a little bit more about that when we talk about levels of expectancy. And so when my wife, who had these great expectations, you know, she would always say, look, we're going to do this and we need to practice. We need to do this because many songs, it kind of irritated me, you know what I'm saying? And at the same time, it convicted me. And, you know, you're, when your level of expectation of what God can do for you and through you and around you, that's okay. Your level of expectation will sometimes irritate people and convict people. So I'm going to ask you again, what is your level of expectation? Is your expectation causing people around you to be uncomfortable? Or is it even pushing people to kind of uh, uh, look at their own level of expectation? 
What is your level of expectation? Now, we're dealing in, 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 in a shelter in place right now, right? It's a corona. Uh, uh, corona got everybody uh, locked up in the houses. Corona's got everybody looking at this and everything. Corona's got everybody doing Zoom churches and, 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 um, uh, and all this. But, you know, you're expecting one day that this is going to be over, right? You expect to go back to work. Yeah, you're expecting to go back to work, but some of us are expecting to go back to work, but we're not expecting God to work for us. What is your level of expectation? You see? See, and we expect that when we go back to work, if I work seven days or work 14 days, I, at the end of that, I'm expecting a paycheck, right? I'm expecting to be compensated for my works, my physical works. But I'm not expecting some God to work something in me while I'm here. Oh, but let's switch that around spiritually. I expect if I go to church every 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 Saturday or every Sunday, I expect Lord, if, you know, if I crawl, dot my eyes and cross my T's, live a, a, a good life, that at the end of all of my journey, that I'll see heaven. And that's not bad. But is that your level of expectation? And if that is, then that's what we like to call the pie in the sky expectation. Okay. You see, our ancestors back in the day, slavery days and the civil rights days, you see, that's the only expectation they had, right? Master was on them. They had a they had a life where they worked from day up to day down. They might they might go through another day or they might not even survive that day. You know what I'm saying? Men would be lynched. Children and, and women would be sold. And the civil rights is the same thing. So we comforted ourselves by saying, listen, trouble don't last always. When I get up to heaven, I'm going to sing and shout. I'm going to walk around heaven all day. Uh, put in whatever spiritual you want to do right now. And that's okay. But we're in 2020 right now. Okay. And God has delivered us from slavery. And if, if we read God's word, we can be delivered from a mental slavery. And so our level of expect, expectation should be higher than this. When I die, I'm going to go to heaven. All right. What is your level of expectation? Do you not expect for, for, to have some rewards right here? Because God says, uh, 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 God says in uh, John ten ten, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I have come that ye might have life, life, life here, and life more abundantly. I don't know about you. I don't know who I'm talking about. But I have the expectations that, according to Psalm twenty nine, uh, uh, twenty and nine, to save the Lord, let the King hear us when we call. So when I get on my knees and I pray and I call to the Lord, I'm expecting an answer now. I'm expecting uh, uh, the Lord to, to, to bless me here. I'm expecting a little bit of heaven here because the Bible says the kingdom of heaven is within us. 
So what is your level of expectation? Because as I talked about the psalm, I'm looking for a miracle. See, your expectancy your, or your expectation can be the breeding ground for miracles. Okay? What do we say about pregnant women? You see somebody's pregnant. What is the word? Oh, they're expecting, right? Let me ask you a question. Are you pregnant? You see... Is there something that is growing inside you that's waiting to be birthed? You see, there's something about pregnant women. See, pregnant women walk differently than, than, than other people. They, they eat differently than, than, um, than other people. You know, you see a pregnant woman, you see that glow about them. There's something inside of them that causes them to shine outward. Let me ask you a question. Are you pregnant? Is God Implanted something inside you that you need to birth. Well, let me tell you, women don't get pregnant by themselves, right? It takes two to get pregnant. You see, God wants to put something into you, but you've got to allow God to come into you in order to put something into you, okay? Pregnant woman's got to be an intimate. You have to be in an intimate relationship. A woman and a man has to lay down and become intimate. You see, in order for you to be pregnant with purpose or pregnant with destiny, you've got to know God. And what I mean by knowing God, the word know is the, is the Hebrew word yada, which means being intimate. Okay, when you go to Genesis, you, you find out Genesis says that Adam knew Eve and they bore son, right? So in order for God to, to birth something in you or to put something in you, you have to be intimate. You've got to be in an intimate relationship. Paul talks about in three in Philippians 3.10 that I may know him. Or yada, that word yada mean no, or being an intimate relationship to know him and the power of his revelation. See, God wants to give you revelation, but you've got to know God. You've got to be intimate. See, no intimacy means no pregnancy. Are you afraid to let God be intimate with you? Hmm? If you are, we call that a contraceptive expectation. See, your expectation is birth control. See, God can't uh, impregnate you because you're blocking his seed from being sown within you. What is your level of expectation? Maybe you just want to know God. Maybe you just want to have a casual you know, you may be saying to yourself, I believe God because I'm afraid of going to hell. See, that fear, see, that fear can, can, can limit and that fear determines your level of expectation. So, yeah, you believe in God simply because you don't want to, you want to go to heaven, you don't want to go to hell. Well, James 2.19 says this, thou believest in God, thou doest well. But even the demons believe in God and tremble. So if you're just believing in God, 
because you don't want to go to hell, then your level of expectancy is the same level as a demon. So we're talking about demonic expectations. That's a Selah moment right there. I want you to think about that. What is your level of expectation? Hopefully, can I talk to you today? Can, can, I, can I break down some things? Because we're not going nowhere. So we might as well listen to what God has to say to us. Um, my declaration is... What is your level of expectation? But if I had to subtitle it, it I would say um, it would be resurrected expectation. Now, the one thing about res- resurrected expectation means that in order to be resurrected, something has to be dead first, right? So if your expectation level is at uh, the point of death, or we would call that a flat line, expectation you don't expect nothing because you're dead inside your faith is dead your belief is dead then by all means god needs to resurrect your expectation and god is um if you got your bibles um while i'm talking you can um, get your bibles you can turn your bibles to uh the chapter of luke chapter 24 I mean, sorry, the book of Luke, chapter 24, verses 13 through through 35. No, I'm sorry, chapter 24, 13 to 34. Uh, And that's a lot. So I'm going to read through it. And then we're going to break it down. What is your level of expectation? And you know, if your level of expectation is dead, it reminds me of the story of a man who went to um, this um, palm reader. All right. And he goes to the palm reader. The palm reader looks at his hand and everything and says, listen, you're going to be poor until about the age of 41. And he was like, the age of 41? So he was so he's kind of sad a little bit, but then hope began to spring to him. So he's like, if I'm going to be poor, uh, if I'm going to be poor at the age of 41, that means that at one time I, I would have been a rich, right? And the palmer says, no, you're going to be poor at the age of 41 because you've been poor all those years, but you just got used to it by age of 41. Are you used to your having a poor level of expectation? How long have you been going to church? How long have you been hearing this word? How long? And your level of expectation has not risen, and you've gotten used to it. It's important to understand that as we go through this Christian life, things are going to happen to us. And if we want to truly, and if we do not truly understand God, it can potentially destroy us in a despondency of doubt. And as we read through these uh, um, verses, and this is um, the road to Emmaus parable, or not parable, but 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 uh, tale, we're going to talk talk about two uh, disciples, two men who had a dead expectation, two men who did not understand God the way they should, and so 
when things began to go wrong, they had this despondency of doubt. So uh, if you have your Bibles with you, you can read along with me. Luke chapter 24, verse 13. Okay, I need somebody to mute their line. I'm hearing somebody walking around. Somebody, please, mute your line. Mute your line. Mute your line. Mute your line. Just give me uh, one second. I'm sorry, in my excitement, I, I put down my glasses and couldn't find them. Um, I'm at that age. Now I have to use my glasses to read, so I have to get my spare. But, you know, I got to expect to see that when this when this day is over, on a great get-up morning, I can, I'm going to be able to see like an eagle. Somebody say amen. All right, so we're talking about Luke 24 and chapter 13. This is called The Road to Emmaus. And behold, two of them were going that very day to a village named Emmaus, which was about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were conversing with each other about all the things which had taken place. And it came about that while they were conversing and discussing, Jesus himself approached and began traveling with them. But their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. And he said to him, he said to them, what are these words that you are exchanging with one another as you are walking? Oh, before I go any further, I just want to let everybody know I'm, I'm reading from the uh, New American um, Bible Standard. Verse 18, and one of them named Cleophas answered and said to him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem and unaware of the things which had happened here in these days? And he said to them, what things? And they said to him, the things about Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word, in the sight of God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him up to the sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, it is the third day since these things have happened. But also, some women among us amazed us when they were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. And some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just exactly as the woman also had said. But him they did not see. And he said to them, O foolish men. And slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets had spoken. Was it not necessary for Christ to suffer these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and with all the prophets, he explained to them the things concerning himself in all the scriptures. Not some, but all the scriptures. And they approached the village to where they were going, and he acted as though he would go further. And he urged them, saying, stay with us, for it is getting towards the evening, and the day is now nearly over. And he went in to stay with them. And it came about that when he had reclined at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed it. And breaking it, he began giving it to them. 
and their eyes were open. They recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. And they said to one another, were not our hearts burning within us while he was speaking to us on the road, while he was explaining these scriptures to us? And they arose at that very hour and returned to, to Jerusalem and found gathered together the eleven and those who were with them, saying, the Lord has really risen and has appeared to Simon. God had a blessing in a reading to his word. The road to Emmaus. Where is your level of expectation? Is it dead? Well, let's talk about how we can uh, resurrect uh, our level of expectation, just to resurrect our e expectation, because it's got to be resurrected before it can even get to a level. Amen? So, breaking it down, verse 13, we talk about uh, um, the road to Emmaus, and behold, the two of them were going that day to a village named Emmaus, which was about seven miles from Jerusalem. Okay, now Emmaus is a, a village, and the, and the, um, the word Emmaus means warm spring. I don't know about you that when, 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 um, when I have a hard day at work, or you know when, when I have aches and pains right now, there's nothing more comfortable than getting to a nice, warm, or hot bath and soaking uh, uh, all your all your troubles away. You know what I'm saying? Some of you ladies may even put like, you know, some 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 Epsom sauce or Calgon, you know. Remember Calgon? Calgon, take me away. How many of us has, has how many of us have has a Cal, Calgon spirit? Okay, when things get rough, we want we want we want to be taken away. Right? It may as warm spring, and warm spring reminds me of a hot bath, uh, someplace where I can get comfortable. And you know, some Christians, when things get rough, like I was saying, they, they want to go somewhere where they can be comfortable. What is your level of expectation? Is your expectation simply to be comfortable? That when the rubber reach, uh, uh, reaches the road, and you know what hits the fan? All you want to do is be comfortable. Verse 14, and they were conversing with each other about all the things which had taken place. Now, these are two disciples, two men, right? And they had seen everything. They had been there. I imagine they walked with Jesus you know, they weren't part of the 12, but they were, they were part of that followers of Christ, probably part of that 70 uh, group. And, and, and all their hopes and dreams and expectations was, was on Christ and, 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 and Christ coming in and, 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 and Christ being victorious. And, you know, uh, uh, everything was going to be good. Christmas was going to be on July. You know what I'm saying? Hot dogs and fun for everybody. Everything going to be all right. You know what I'm saying? No worries, no pain, nothing. And they had witnessed. They had witnessed uh, the trial. They had witnessed their Savior triumphant just a week ago, carrying his own cross. They had witnessed their Savior nailed to a cross, crown of thorns on his head, naked on display. 
while the soldiers threw dice for the only thing he had, his coat. I imagine they seen their savior utter his last breath. I imagine they saw their savior being cut down from the cross and taken away, placed in a ball too. I imagine they thought that's the end of this story. See, when Christ died, the expectations died with him. See, they had buried expectations. And I imagine, you know, two of them together, you know, talking about the situation, you know. Misery loves company. You have to be transparent. You know, sometimes, uh, 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 and I just want to be, you know, I'm going to be a little transparent, me and my wife. You know, sometimes, you know, you go to go to church and everything, and you know you have a good service, and, you know, uh, you hear the sermon, and sometimes you get in the car, sometimes you can't wait to talk about the parts of the service you didn't like. You know, you want to criticize the pastor. You don't want to have, you want to have roast reverend on your way back home, or you want to talk about, you know, yeah, the service was good, but, uh, 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 you know, so, sister so-and-so got on my nerves, or brother so-and-so, man, he just really just, just vexed my spirit. Misery loves company. See, when something bad happens to, to, to somebody else, it's all right. But when it happens to you, it's a whole different thing. You know, when somebody else is out of a job, it's called a depression. I mean, recession. But when it happens to you, it's called, uh, it's called a depression. And who must be to right now? You know, everything was all good and well before Corona, but we got some, we got some saints out here right now, on, and then some may be on the line right now. They ain't got no job. May not know, may not even have a roll of toilet tissue. May not know when they're gonna get back to work. How they gonna pay their rent? You know what I'm saying? What happens when the food runs out? Where's your expectation level? When things get rough and, and life starts to get uncomfortable and it seems like your world is coming to end around you. Here's the, here is where these two disciples, these two men walking to get away from this, trying to get back home, trying to get somewhere where they hopefully can be uncomfortable. Uh, com comfortable, hopefully somewhere where they can, you know, uh, uh, reevaluate and and maybe uh, 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 go back to life as usual. How many of us want to go home? I'm tired of walking with you, Lord. You know what I'm saying? I got all these trials and tribulations. I just want to go home. How many of us are walking on that road of of, of Emmaus? Because times it got hard, our level of ex expectation is went under the ground, buried expectations, expectations waiting to be resurrected. So what were you two disciples talking about? Maybe they were talking about the good old days, you know, back when Jesus was, was a, 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 a alive and he, and, and, and he is alive. But they're not feeling he's alive because they haven't seen the evidence of him. They ain't believing. Because the expectation is under the ground. It's dead. 
It has arisen with Christ. Our expectation, their expectation is an inner living God, in the God that is still in the tomb. So maybe they're talking about the glory day. Oh, man, back on that road. Oh, you remember when Jesus fed the 5,000? Oh, yeah, man, that was that was something. Boy, we was really living back then. Oh, how about when Jesus healed that blind man? Oh, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. And what, didn't he preach, man, on that mountain? Yeah. See, we call that type of expectation. That's in the past expectation. You see, their expectations were the dead of Christ. You see, when they were talking about, when people were talking about glory days, and you may, maybe you know Christians like that. Oh, back in the day uh, 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 when, 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 when I was growing up, church was like this. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Mount, Mount, Mount Baptist was like this. You see, the, the, the disciples on the road, they weren't talking about the great I am. They were talking about the great I was. Where is your level of expectation? Are you serving an I was God? I like to call them type of Christians, time travel uh, Christians. You see, they want to go back in time. They want to talk about the quote, glory days. See, they're living in the past. They're living in past testimonies, what God did for them. And not serving a God or, or, or don't believing or don't have the expect, expectancy of a God who's doing stuff for right now. I don't know about you. I'm not serving that type of God. I'm serving a God. I have an expectation of my God of what have you done for me lately? I'm trying to preach the gospel of Janet Jackson. What have you done for me lately? Where is your level of expectation? So we have them walking on the road to Emmaus. And they were conversing about each other and all the things that taking place. And it came about that while they were conversing and discussing, Jesus himself approached and began traveling with them. My God, my God, isn't it wonderful that even in your buried expectation, Christ comes to you and walks with you on your road to Emmaus? Huh? What does Psalm 34 uh, of, of, of 15 say? That the Lord is nigh upon them that are brokenhearted. And here we have these two brokenhearted disciples. And God comes to them and starts walking with them. Verse 16 says, but their eyes were prevented from recognizing him, which comes to say that this was not a natural occurrence, that they just didn't, in their, in their sorrow, their heads may have been down, didn't recognize him, that they were kept from recognizing God. And I asked myself, why? Why, God? Why would you not show yourself to, your, to, to these two men? These two men who were clearly in sorrow, and the answer came to me. That's because their expectation level was dead. It was buried. And you can't see anything when your head is under the ground. When you have dead expectations, 
Ecclesiastes 9 and 5 said this, the living know that they shall die, but the dead know not nothing. So when you have a dead expectation, God can't give you revelation. See, God was wanting to reveal himself to them. But God can't reveal anything to you until you come up out the ground. Verse 17, he said to them, what are these words and, uh, and that you are exchanging with one another as you're walking? And they stood still looking sad. And one of them named Cleophas answered and said, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem and unaware of the things which are happening these days? Don't you know what's happening right now? Don't you know the coronavirus is out there and people are dying? Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I meant they said, don't you know what happened? Is your head in the sand? You haven't been reading the news? You haven't heard what happened in Jerusalem, the crucifixion, all of these things? What's wrong with you? They still don't know who they're talking to. Ain't it funny, though? Sometimes, man, you be, you, you, you be talking with God and don't know you're talking with God because all you're spouting is dead things. All you're spouting is negativity. All you're spouting is things that, that, that are going along, a boo-hoo ministry. Ah, uh, ah, uh, God. And you don't even know what you're talking to. You don't even know that he's ready to, to, to lift you up. Eighteen says one of them was named Cleophas. Cleophas name means something. It means full of glory. See, God has already named us. God has already given us the glory. God has already said, this is what I expect out of you. Glory. But isn't it saying that sometimes all we want is the glory, but we don't want the glory? We don't want we don't have the we don't want the guts. We want the gain, but we don't want the pain. We want the reward, but we don't have to work for it. Verse 19, he said to them, what things? And they said to him, the things about Jesus Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and in word, and in the sight of God and the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him up to the sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides, all this is the third day since these things happened. So they're giving the stranger news. Look, man, our Savior died. He was supposed to do this. He was supposed to do that. He was supposed to lift us up. Look, he was supposed to liberate us. He was supposed to vanquish all our enemies. We're supposed to be pie in the sky. Everything's supposed to be all right. We're going to be glorified. You know what I'm saying? Our country's going to be the bomb again. Where's your level of expectation? Is your expectation level a liberation expectation? You know those Christians. You know what I'm saying? I want God to bless me and curse you because you did me wrong. Instead of like the Bible says, bless them that curse you. See, they weren't looking at what God was came for. God did not come to establish a kingdom on earth. And he told them that time and time again. 
Stop looking for God to be your genie. Stop looking for God to bring you in a pristine state where everything is good and fine because it's not going to happen because God himself says, listen, because they're going to persecute you, not because of what you do, but because of what I did. So your expectancy level should be, I'm going to expect trials and tribulations. The scripture says, look, I tell you these things so that you may be informed. Trials are going to come, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. But you've got to believe that he's overcome the world, that, he's, that we are more than conquerors, but we're going to have trials. Because that's all a part of shaping our character, that our trials can, can, um, uh, our trials can extend us and cause us to even raise our level expectations because I expected this. I know how to prepare for it. And I know that there's something at the end of this road. And even in my expectation, God is able to give me the peace that surpasses all understanding. You see, they were concentrating on, on the negative. Verse 22 says, but some women also amazed us when they were at the tombs early in the morning and did not find his body. They came saying they had seen the vision of angels and that he was alive. And that some of us and some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just exactly as the woman had said it. But them, they did not see. How many times? Have in the midst of your trials and tribulations, somebody may have prophesied over you and said, listen, this is what happened. This is the word of God revealed. They saw him dead. But then some of the women came and said they saw him alive and they saw the visions of angels. And sometimes we're so, our, our expectations are buried so above, below the ground, we can't even see, we can't even recognize, we can't even receive the good news that Christ is alive, that the Lord that we save is a living God. But we can't receive the living if we're dead. So Christ is hearing all this, and he said to them, O oh, foolish men and slow of heart to believe in all what the prophets have spoken. Christ is like, look, it said it in the word. Okay, say you don't believe them, but believe in what I said, that the temple would be torn down and rebuilt in three days. And I was talking about my Bible. I'm talking about my body. Believe my word when I said that the Son of God must be given to men and, and, and crucified, but on the third day he should rise again. If you can't believe in the word of somebody else, believe in the word of your Savior. But he called them slow. You ever seen some slow Christians? They just don't get it. No matter how time, how many times you tell them, no matter time, how many times you open up the word, they just can't get it. They're slow. That's called retarded expectations. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me be politically correct. Developmentally disabled. Your level of expectation is developmentally disabled. You just can't grasp it. He said, was it not necessary for Christ to suffer these things to enter in his glory? And so Christ says, look, 
let me man, let me let me break this down to you, okay? And he says in the beginning with Moses and with all the prophets, he explained to us the things concerning himself in all the scriptures. See, Christ didn't just start at Malachi. He took them all the way back. And when it says Moses, we understand that Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible and that the prophets were talking about Psalms and all of that. So he took them back. He says, let me take you back. Let me tell you a little something about your God, who you seem to give it up on. Let me take you back to Genesis, where God, where I set the sun in the, in the, in the sky and the moon at night, and I fashioned the earth, and I started it twirling. And through seven days, I made the earth, I made, the, I made man, I made the animals. Let me tell you. About Genesis, when I caused it to rain and saved Noah, he took him to Exodus and told him, I was the one that was in the burning bush. I was the one who took my hands and parted the Red Sea so that your people could go through. That I was the one who was the column of fire at night and the column of smoke during day. That I was the glory of the temple. Let me take you to Leviticus, where it talks about that I'm the king priest, the high priest who intercedes for you. Let me take you to Deuteronomy, where Moses talks about me, that I'm a rod that's going to spring up. Let me tell you, let me talk, let me tell, let me tell you about Daniel, where I was the one who was in the fiery furnace with the three Hebrew boys. And he went on and on and on. Listen, if you want to raise your expectation, get into God's word and understand that Jesus is not just present in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but from Genesis to Revelation, something that I always, I always remember, my pastor tells me, all scripture points to Jesus. And so when you find your expectation level flatlining, go to God's word and look for Jesus. And so as he's telling them in verse 28, he said, they approached the village where they were going and acted as though he would go far. See, as, the, as he began to, to tell them the word, as he began to explain the word, their eyes began to open. There's something about the transforming power of God's word if you would just let it sink in. That would begin to open your eyes and begin to, I, 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 I feel that as God began to explain and make things known that the revelation began to come upon them and they began to, 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 to feel more like themselves. And, 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 and it, as it looked like Jesus was, was going to go past, it's like, stay. There's something about when your uh, expectation level begins to rise that you want to stay in the presence of Jesus. Don't go. Don't go. I want to be there with you. That's a good sign. And so he stayed, and it said it came about when he had reclined at the table with them. He took the bread, and he blessed it. And breaking it, he began giving it to them. And their eyes were open, and he recognized them. And then he vanished from the sight. There was something about the way when they were eating. Jesus broke the bread. And something sparked in their minds. I remember. I remember that he broke the bread the same way. When he blessed and fed the 5,000. I remember he broke the bread the same way in the upper room. When that last supper 
when your expectation level needs to be resurrected. Go back to the things that God has done. And you will recognize that he wants that he's doing the same thing now. That God is wanting to break bread with you, to bless you, to feed you. That the same God that fed you when you were in the, in the wilderness is the same God that will feed you again when you're in another wilderness. That when times are tough, God is going to be there. And when they recognized him, that was all he needed. And they said to one another, were not our hearts burning with us, within us, while he spoke to us on the road, while he was explaining the scriptures to us? And they arose that very hour, returned to Jerusalem, and found gathered together with the eleven and, and, and those who were with them, saying, the Lord has really risen and has appeared to Simon. At that moment, when they recognized that this was the one and true living God, the expectations were resurrected. And you see that they did not stay there, but they said, did not our hearts burn within us? You see, their expectation level was not only risen from the dead, but it began to catch fire. And see, when God begins to reveal himself to you, and you recognize and realize who God really is and what he's doing in your life, your expectation is going to catch on fire. And we call that a combustible expectation. Glory to God. And see, when you have a combustible expectation, when you expect to be on fire for God, you can't just stay still. Listen, they stopped going home. Listen, they stopped going to the place they wanted to be uncomfortable, but they ran all the way back. To Jerusalem. They ran back to the people who needed to be encouraged. They ran back to people who needed to be told that we serve a living God. That they said that God lives within us. And when your expectation level begins to catch on fire, you are expected to tell people about a living God. Folks, today you may be on a road to Emmaus. Today you may be. have an expectation level that's, that's, that's dead. But God is walking with you. And if you look closely while you're on that road, you'll see another set of footprints. God is ready to feed you. God is ready to, to speak to you through his word. So go back to the song again. The ending of the song says, I expect a miracle every day. God will make a way out of no way. Let me tell you, if you're in the hallway of no way, God is ready to open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. That he's going to open up a door and make a way so you can leave out that hallway of no way. And if you're pregnant, listen, here on Declare Victory, you're in good company. If you're pregnant, and you don't know how to give birth, listen, we got a radical midwife here that has been through the same things, that even maybe even worse, that knows how to give you instruction. We, that radical midwife has a medical staff of people around her who have, who have endured their miracles, who have had miracles in their life and have had their expectations raised, and we are here to let you know that, listen, we can help you birth that purpose in your life.
to birth that gift, to birth that whatever God has implanted into you. But we can only instruct you. We can only guide you. You've got to bear down and you've got to push. You've got to push. You know, ladies, if you're pregnant, when you get that time comes, you've got to push. P-U-S-H. Pray until something happens. Where is your expectation level? Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for speaking to me. Lord, I pray right now, Lord, that you would raise, begin to raise our expectation level. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would begin to resurrect those expectation levels that are dead, Lord. Resurrect them right now, Lord. Build them up mightily, Lord. Touch every person on this line. Until that day, you crack open the sky, Lord. Lord, let our expectation levels, Lord, be higher than even our own thoughts can imagine. As we give you praise, as we give you glory, as we give you honor, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hope you learned something. Listen, now is the time for uh, uh, Love, Life, and Fellowship. Before we begin to comment on, on, on the declaration, I want to give you a chance to open up your lines and those who didn't get a chance to say hello, it's your time. Holler at a brother. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Brother E. Good morning, family. Dondria. Good morning, Dondria. God bless you, my sister. Anybody else? Good morning, man of God. Uh, My hubby, my best friend. Uh, This is your uh, favorite student speaking. I just want to let you know that was awesome. That was an awesome uh, decoration, babe. I love you. Thank you. I love you, too. Love of my wife, my boo thing, cream of my coffee. But I could go all day with this. Anybody? Oh, my goodness, you, too. <laughs> I know who that is. How you doing, Bubbly? <laughs> Good morning. Great declaration, buddy. Thank you. God bless you. Good morning. God bless you all this morning. Hey, Brother E, that was a great declaration, man. I hope you saved some for love, uh, 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 for marriage matters tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got some. You know, it's open mic night. Listen, uh, uh, good morning, Brother Jeff. And before we go any further, listen, everybody who's sheltered in place, you ain't got no excuse now. You married? Listen, 6, 6.30 on this phone, come on down. Okay, we're going to have open mic night. And we have open mic every first Monday. We're gonna be talking about what we, we you know we're gonna be talking about. Uh, uh, what are you doing? What are you doing during this corona, uh, coronavirus? How can you coronavirus proof your marriage? You know how how you dealing in these situations, husband and wife, and those who are interested in relationships. Marriage matters. Six thirty p.m. tonight. That is a shameless plug. All right. Anybody else want to say good morning? Well, since you called out my name, good morning, Brother Edith. It is public. <laughs> good morning, sister. Hey, good morning. This is Arletha Renee. Hey, Renee. How you doing? I'm fine. Good morning, Brother E. Great message. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Anybody else? 
Good morning, Brother E. This is Priscilla. I just want to say great, wonderful message, full of your sound, needed to hear it, great energy. I love the enthusiasm. I, I love what I heard in your voice um, and the message. It just, yeah, it just so much enthusiasm came across. It just, it was wonderful. Thank you so much for your delivery and your sound. Thank you so much, Priscilla. I'm honored. Good morning, beautiful people. This is Ruth. Hey, Ruth. Another one of Declare Victory's Miracle. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you, too. Good morning. It's Krishanda. Happy Monday. Good morning, Krishanda. Happy Monday. And Mission Monday it is. Anybody else? Okay, if nobody else wants to say um, good morning, um, uh, before we get into the thing, just want to do a recap. I talked about what is your level of expectancy, and I talked about various levels. Uh, um, when we talked about, um, you know, human expectation, you know, uh, you expect to, 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 to get paid for what you do, but you don't expect to get paid for, for the spiritually, for what you're doing right now. That's human expectation. We talked about pine sky expectation. Uh, I can I can go through all of these things. The trouble's not going to last no way. I'm not going to get no reward until the pearly gates of heaven. That's pine sky expectation. We talked about um, being pregnant, being pregnant and expecting. And what are you doing or what are you not doing? Are you preventing God from 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 impregnating you, uh, a, a contraceptive expectation. Um, we talked about so many. We talked about the road to Emmaus and how the road to Emmaus symbolizes uh, 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 being comfortable. We want to go home when things get bad, you know, when we want to give up and our expectancy levels uh, flatline or become dead. And, 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 and then we talked about how God, who, who draws close to the broken heart, comes and walks with us, encourages us. Uh, he may rebuke us, saying that, you know, we have a retarded uh, expectation. Listen, that, that our expectation level, if it's dead, we're not talking about the God, the great I am. We're talking about the great I was. You know, where is your expectancy level, and what does God expect of you? And that if we stand God's word, God is able to uh, 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 reveal himself in his word to us and, and to uh, uh, resurrect our expectancy. And not just resurrect it, but to, to set it on fire. And then our level of expectation is uh, combustible. And, and that uh, provokes us, that compels us to go back to where we need to be and to encourage others and to proclaim the gospel of, of a living God and not one of a God. And so this is a little short recap. And so I just want to open up the line. If you have any questions, comments, or whatever, the line is now open. You can holler at a brother. Declaration, Brother Eric. My goodness. 
boy, you was on fire this morning. Yeah. <laughs> and like you say, it, it's been a while since uh, you did a declaration, man. You brought it this morning. And as you was, you know, giving your declaration, man, you was making so many points and so many hits, uh, especially when you talked about uh, – when 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 you go to work and, and you put that forty hours a week in, you looking forward to that paycheck. You expecting to get that reward from them forty hours. You want them the narrows. You want that cheddar. You look. You expecting to get paid. So why can't we expect to get uh, our reward and our promises from the Father? And that's what my expectation is right there. It's like I'm expecting that God going to answer all his promises that he says that he has for us. You know, um, man, you that powerful declaration this morning. So as you, like I said, as you were giving your declaration, I was just thinking about all of the promises that God has for us. I got to expect those promises to come to pass. I got to. I expect to receive those promises. In order for me to do that, I have to turn up my faith. You know, I have to turn up my hope. You, you, you talked about the the, the two disciples that he was walking with, and and how they they talked about. Well, we hope that Jesus was going to be the one to to redeem um, Israel. You know what I'm saying? At least they had a hope. Oh, hallelujah. So my hope got to be uh, connected with my expectations, you know. Uh, got to have that hope in there as well. So, man, it, you shared so much this morning, man, that, um, man, I just have to, man, go back to the playback and listen to it over and over and over again and digest it all. But uh, thank you, man. You know, um, we got to be radical, we got to be radical uh, with our expectations, you know what I'm saying, that Christ, that God is going to fulfill all of his promises uh, that he has for us. So, my God, thank you uh, for uh, feeding us this morning, full-course meal. God bless you. Amen, amen. Thank you, Jeff. Hey, man, brother, you know I love you, man. You know, man, you always been, man, one of my strongest supporters, man, uh, encourages, man. You you like my Barnabas, you know what I'm saying? So, And that was some good stuff you're talking about, good stuff, yes. You know what I'm saying? It's our faith, uh, uh, it, 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 you know, our expectation level can, can only rise, can't, can't rise above our faith, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And I, I'm 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 sure that Dion would agree with you in saying that our expectations gotta be radical. See, there are those, there there are those of us on the line and that you know what I'm saying that are expecting great things of 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 declare victory. Okay, in the seven years, six or seven years that that declare victory has been online, it started off with two or three people. Look how many people it is now. Start off in California, but we got we got we got victors in, in Chicago. We got victors in, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We got victors in New York and Florida. Okay, and and our our expectation level is rising. Okay, I know. Dion, talk to Dion. She's you know what I'm saying. It's not just all about the call. 
Okay, it's about getting scholarships. It's about uh, being, being being able to minister to the to the homeless, to to those who are in need. You know, the sky is the limit to what I can have. I love that song. I I'm like you, Jeff. I expect a miracle every day. Where's your level of your expectancy? Holla at a brother. Hey, babe. Uh, I think the, you know what was resonating, Mama, because like Jeff said, you know. Uh, you, you you put a lot. I, I got to re-listen to it, too. And I took a lot of notes. But uh, when you were talking about no intimacy means no pregnancy, and it's like that's because you're using a contraceptive. <laughs> you talked about birth control blocking God's seed from being implanted in you. And, you, you know, you made me think, I said, you know, am I, Lord, am I using a contraceptive? Am I, am I using some kind of birth control that, that is blocking me from, you know, from you implanting in me? Uh, or, or am I uh, too afraid, like you were saying at the end, to push? <laughs> You've implanted something to me, but, but, you know, now I'm afraid to push. So these, these were things I was thinking about. It was so many things, but... Those two things that definitely resonated with me, you know, giving me, uh, of course, more things to think about. But it was an excellent, excellent uh, presentation. Thank you, baby. Um, yeah, those are great, great points. You know what I'm saying? Listen, and, and, and see, in the spiritual realm, there ain't, no, there ain't no age limit to when you can get pregnant. Uh, I seem to believe that Sarah was 90 years old. When she had Isaac, hello, somebody, can I get an amen? All right. And listen, there are penalties, man, for, for keeping your expectancy level at, 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 at expectancy at a level which is not. See, listen, don't let your expectancy level be buried too long, or you might be like the man that buried his talents. All right. God will, God will dig up that expectation and give it to somebody else who can run with it. All right. Amen. Anybody else got something? What is your expectancy level? I'm excited today. Come on, let's let's talk about it. What's, where's your expectancy level? Where do you want to see your expectancy level? Oh, brother. Amen, amen. It's Priscilla again. I've always had a high expectations in the Lord. I've always stood on nothing's impossible with the Lord. But the process of that impossibility is what every uh, saint and believer will have to deal with. And you broke it down. You broke it down on the many different levels of what your expectation looks like. You identified it and you explained it. Where are you? So you can pinpoint where you are. I've been pregnant and, and, and going through labor pains for a while, for a long time, and lots of things have been going on in between that. And I've always known that God has wanted me to be at a certain place. I've always thought big, and I wondered where it came from. Well, I know it comes from God. I've always seen my God and said, he owns this universe. He says there's a cattle on a thousand hill. They're all mine to claim. I need to claim them in the holy name, but you've got to get to know him. He always told me that, you know, you can go anywhere you want to go. You can do whatever you want to do. You can walk in any door. You belong to me. I'm, I'm sovereign. I'm God. And I've always had that. But the process 
And when I loved it when you define radical midwife, because I used to, I, I kept asking God, you know, why is Dion called radical? Why does she say radical midwife? I've been asking him that question because you guys know I'm new to the line, um, but I'm pushing because I'm not, a, I normally don't talk. I don't care to. That's not really not my thing, but it is my thing. That is my portion. I've been told that on the line as well. Okay. Uh, and so now when you said we have a radical, radical midwife and she is there to help you through the pregnancy, that was a, you know, that was a connector for me. That was, a, uh, I was like, okay, uh-huh, got it. Finally, I don't know why. I know what radical and midwife is. I don't know why I didn't put the two together. You know, I don't know why, but that's the way it is. But nonetheless, back to expectation and the process of the expectation and getting there. And you broke that down, the intimacy. Have I been using birth controls, as you say, that got in the way of that intimacy? Don't know, but I got to go back and check myself and, 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 and reflect on that. Um, Maybe I've allowed other, you know, when, you, when you're in church, let's just put it like that, there's all kind of things that get in the way when you're in church if you allow, if you allow it because you don't know any better because you're trying to figure because you don't know. But God brought me here um, because I opened my mouth and said something to someone intimately about my stuff, finally. Uh, too afraid to say that to someone in a, just hesitant in a, someone that I sense in a, a Pharisee spirit or believe that everything's supposed to be perfect once you become saved because that's the way it appeared to be. So there was no truth because we all know that's not true. So again, back to your message, it was incredibly powerful. It planted so many seeds, but it opened your mind. It made It's going to make everybody check themselves and, and, and identify where they are in hopes to grab hold of what they've been expecting for a long time or grab a hold of what they need to expect at this point in time and adjust their expectation accordingly because of the great God that we serve. Amen, brother. Thank you so much. <laughs> Amen. Thank you so much, Priscilla. That was good stuff. And let me tell you, um, um, from the time you come on online, I'm going to tell you right now, you're in the right place. You know, uh, one important thing you've you've already checked out and 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 known that you uh, that your your, your contractions are are, are 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 there and and I'm just going to tell you right now that your water has broke and you're in the right place. Okay, you're in the right place to bring that pregnancy to 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 its its completion, and we're here to guide you. But just continue to trust in the divine obstetrician, and he'll guide you through as you push and push. I'm expecting great things from you, Priscilla, and as well as everybody else, the expectation. I'm expecting that, that our, our levels will rise this, this, this month as we, as we will hear more and more powerful uh, declarations. We have been moving. We have been progressing uh, 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 um, from the end of the year till now, and the expectation, even in this, in, even in this season, we have this expectation. This is an excellent opportunity, like you said, Priscilla, to check ourselves. You know, we got to be still and know we're God. We, 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 we can't even, 
God is taking away the things that blocked us. You talk about uh, people in the church, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 you know, uh, spiritual IUDs. <laughs> taking all those obstacles away from us. And now we get a chance to kind of ha- have a, a, a private walk with Jesus on, on a road. And, and hopefully uh, um, some expectation uh, levels will be raised and, and, and maybe some dead will be resurrected. Good stuff. Uh, God bless you. Thank you for your comments. Hey, Brother Eric. You sparked that fire. Uh, you you lit the match. You talk about the the combustion and, and and the flatline. Look here, we can't let our expectation flatline. Boy, look here, you sparked the match this morning and combusted it. What? Ain't no more flatlining. We can't let it. No flatline. Not in declare victory. Amen. 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 That's right. Listen, when the flat line, you know, you got to get the what you got you got to get the defibrillator. You know what I'm saying? Calling on God right now, Lord, for the spiritual defibrillator. Clear. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? To just shock us back into in, into what we got to do. We got to use that word. And, and God is willing and, and 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 willing and able and 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 ready to 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 resurrect uh, dead expectations today. Where's your expectation now? Talk to me, somebody. Hey, Brother E. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I was making sure you could hear me because I got these earplugs on. Hey, everybody. You just had me. Uh, it was a great declaration, um, Brother E. had me thinking a lot, even about how my um, expectations have changed. Because I remember, you know, a, long, uh, a while back how my mindset was, you know, was so low of thinking like even like like in a little raffle in my mind immediately I used to think I'm not gonna win because I never win nothing. You know, it was just immediately in my mind. You know what I mean? And that um, you know, one thing about our father that 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 I see when I I was just thinking about it both now and then of how he have changed that um, my mindset of that. Like I don't I don't remember last time I done that, and so it was like ooh. So, um, just really, um, yeah, you know what I mean? My expectations now is to just trust in him. It's, they, they're going. They're getting bigger. They're getting bigger. They're getting bigger. They are. And I can see that, too. You know, like, it's like, wow. You know, I used to be like, how am going to do that? I don't use that vocabulary no more. You know what I mean? It's how I'm going to do that. It's, Father, how we are going to do this. How are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? You know, who you are, who going to help me with this? Who you will have to help me with this? You know, I look for him. You know, I don't put that eye like it's, it's just me. And, you know, of course, I got, you know, we got the rattle coin. You have me. I started laughing at myself, y'all, because I was like, hey, Dion, like she was sitting right here. I said, hey, I need an epidural. I need an epidural, you know, because I'm fertile. <laughs> <laughs> I must be because <laughs> I know I'm fertile. You know what I mean. I, uh, I'm a, I'm a stay at you though, so so I'm, I think I'm gonna be needing an epidural. You know, <laughs> but I know she ain't gonna give me one. I know she ain't gonna give me one. I'm, yeah, I was rolling, but yeah, sorry y'all. Oh, Bush, I love you guys. Yeah, the Bush, Bush. Right? She like, you gonna give me no epidural? I don't want no pain, but that ain't how it works. Yeah, we yeah. gotta go through. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, 
You know, uh, I, I, I can only speak as a man. I, I can't. I can't even begin to to know the the the, the pain and and uh, the uncomfortability um, that comes with a pregnancy. Uh, to tell you the truth, you know, there's a saying: if men if 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 men had to become pregnant, we probably would be extinct already. Um, but uh, I've heard some women say that, you know, once that child is born. You forget all the pain. You forget the joy. You know, and there's something about pregnancy. When you're pregnant, the body begins to to adapt to feed the the child. Um, um, your body begins to produce uh, uh, extra uh, uh, minerals and and vitamins and all of this, and 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 um, so that the child can be fed. But also, one thing is very important too: that when you're pregnant, what you consume also affects the baby. So when we're pregnant with purpose, we've got to be careful the environment we're in. We've got to be careful what we eat and what we put in our bodies because that can affect our purpose too. So once God has, God has made you pregnant, when you're expecting, you know what I'm saying, you can't cloud your mouth. You can't put uh, uh, toxic materials in your body because it affects your purpose too. I don't know who I'm talking to about that, but just God just placed that in my mind that when you have purpose, when you're expecting to birth something, you've got to be around people that are positive. Stress can affect your pregnancy. You don't want a miscarriage. You don't want a weak purpose or or or, or, or polluted purpose that comes out because what you, what you put in will affect your purpose or whatever effect that God has put within you. So it's, it's, it's careful, too, that while we're expecting, while we're in the expectancy state, that we that we put the, the, the proper things in us so that our uh, when we birth our purpose, birth our destiny or whatever God has put in us, that it will come out, be healthy, and it will be strong. And see, the one thing about your purpose is it's just like a child. When you birth a child... There's something that 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 um, takes over your mindset too. You stop thinking about yourself. See, a mother stops thinking about herself when she, when she births a child because she understands that I've got to raise this child, I've got to um, um, provide for this child, I've got to feed this child because this child will once again grow into a man or a woman, and that man and woman will will will, will birth a child. So our purpose is not for ourselves. See, God is putting something within you so that when it's birth, it, it can multiply and it can affect the lives of other people. So we must we have to think about that too. So that's the reason why our expectancy our expectancy should be high too, because we're our expectancy level. People are always watching us. Okay, people are always looking at our testimony. What is how is your testimony? Okay, and who is it affecting? How is your walk affecting somebody? Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Hey, Brother E, this is Bubbly. I'm just going to apologize. I didn't want to sound like I was being snappy or nasty or anything. But so, good morning. Um, wonderful declaration. I mean, my, the analogies that you use, you can't, if you, if you missed that, you missed it. 
you know, and I'm like Brother Jeff and the, all the other ones. I definitely got to go back and re-listen to the um, playback because Brother was like some, somebody lit a match up underneath me. He was on fire with that um, message this morning. So God bless you. Just wanted to say it definitely was good to hear your sound. And I love you. And Sister Patrice. I'm not Patrice. Oops. Juliet. <laughs> love you guys. Love you too, Bubbly. Love you too. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody anybody else? Anybody else want to talk about expectancy, expectancy levels today? Oh, Jesus. Well, if not, I can give you back some time. Um, um, I just want to say... Uh, I want to say something real quick. Okay. Uh, hi, Beverly. First of all, <laughs> good to hear your sound as well. But, um, you know, I was thinking about what you were saying as, you know, you know, when you're pregnant and you got to, as a, you know, when you're uh, carrying that baby, you have to think about things that, you know, how you, things that you put in your body. And I was just thinking about a lot of times when you're expecting, you know, uh, um, in, in regards to putting things in your body, you know, it's like negativity. You know, when people, sometimes you have, you're about to birth a dream or, you know, some expectancy God has put it, placed in you uh, to birth and you allow the, the negative thoughts that other people have, you know, to, you know, you begin to fester on what other people are saying, which makes the child malnutrition. It can come out malnutrition. So I was just thinking about that as far as we have to, you know, guard the avenues of our soul. Like when God gives you a gift, you know, or gives you something to be birthed, you have to, you know, part of, you know, that feeding process is to guard, your, you know, the avenues of your soul, to guard what you hear and what you see, allow to, uh, and, you know, as far as allowing that to come into you, you know, so that you, you whatever, whatever he's giving you is going to be birthed um, healthy. And strong. <laughs> amen, amen. Good stuff, good stuff, baby. Okay, so if uh, nobody else has anything to say, um, I want to thank everybody for for the comments. Uh, I didn't get a chance to thank. Uh, 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 Krishanda for for that for that prayer. Uh, uh, you, you set the atmosphere for me. Uh, I want to thank uh, Lakeisha for doing the great do- job that you always do in greeting and and, and opening up. Um, hope you learned something today. And and like I said before, um, look, I want our expectation level to be a combustible expectation. To take that fire that was lit underneath you today, and 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 and, and go out and and um, and to understand that while we have an expectation level, that God has an expectation of us too, and that God expects us to be the light of the world and not to hide underneath the bushel. That God expects us to be the salt of the earth, salt, salt that makes. Makes makes things uh, that adds flavor to somebody's life. Um, salt that makes somebody thirsty for the ever living waters. Salt that melts the icy uh, exterior of somebody's heart. Um, God expects us 
to to be his 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 hands and his feet. So go out today on Mission Monday. Call somebody. Um, uh, don't go out unless you have to, but yet you can still uh, uh, be uh, uh, you can still be uh, a proclaimer on the phone, uh, Facebook time somebody, um, FaceTime somebody, and may God um, uh, grant you the peace. Uh, as I pray us out, Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for uh, this morning. Lord, we thank you for the expectancy that you've given us, Lord. Lord, we pray, Lord, that you would give us the strength, uh, that you would equip us, Lord, and give us the ability, Lord, to, 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 to meet the expectations that you have for us. Lord, we pray, Lord, for those right now who are outside, Lord. Keep them safe, Lord. We lift up the first responders today, Lord. We lift up those who are living in, uh, who are working in the hospitals, Lord, the essential workers right now. Lord, cover them with your blood. Lord, as always, Lord, we pray for, for the, uh, the creator of this line, uh, the pastor of this room, uh, Dion, Lord, that you continue to bless her and abundantly bless her and her family, Lord. Um, Pray, Lord, that her expectation level would not be in vain, but that you would accomplish everything through the manifestation of your power by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we bless you, we worship you, we honor you, we love you today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you, everybody. And like I said, for all you married folks and for all you people who want to know a little bit about relationship, we got open mic night. Come back and meet us and, 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 and be with us 6.30 p.m. today. We're going to talk about how it is, how you're getting around in this coronavirus. Bring your questions. Bring your complaints. Bring your comments. Marriage Matters, 6.30 p.m. tonight. God bless you. I love you. Blessings. God bless you. 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 God bless you.